All right, guys, welcome back to Holly Ridge Outdoors. This is Justin Green, and uh, welcome back to the podcast. We started doing these last year, um, to be honest with you. We quit doing them simply because we didn't have any audio equipment, and we just didn't like the quality that we were putting out on them. So we like to kind of take pride in the things we do here, especially like our video. We've, we've got some really nice camera equipment. I do a lot of uh, photography and videography work for our YouTube channel. So if you guys aren't subscribed, head over to YouTube and check out Holly Ridge Outdoors. And if you have an Instagram, check out at Holly Ridge Outdoors for some great content. We do a lot of things over there. We've been busy, even though we haven't been doing podcasts. Our video and our Instagram has been popping, and we appreciate all the love that we've got so far. But today we're going to be uh, doing this new podcast. I got some new microphones, and hopefully my voice sounds nice, clean, and crispy for you guys. That's the goal, at least. And hopefully we'll start doing some more of these podcasts, um, You know, maybe even weekly updates. We're going to do YouTube videos every week throughout deer season, keeping you guys in the loop of what's going on. But we also like to get on here and run our mouths about our hunting experiences. So It's going to be me and my best friend, Heath Seal. We've uh, been filming our hunts here at Holly Ridge Outdoors for the last few years, and... Um, Hopefully you guys have seen some of that stuff, and hopefully you'll see some of the future stuff. We've got some big plans, and you all know as well as we do, no hunting season ever goes how you want it, but we wanted to to start bringing you guys raw content on what it's like to be a blue-collar hunter and um, hopefully have some success that way. So, Anyways, today's episode, we're going to be talking about some trials and tribulations that we've been through, some history about some hunts that we've had, and uh, we're going to mostly talk about the upcoming season. It is Wednesday september the 22nd and deer season opens this weekend here in tennessee where we're li- where we live and also on our leases up in ohio which is where we're going to be going so stick with us today you get to hear me ramble on heath is uh, not joining me on this episode but uh, he'll be on the next one i can guarantee you that so let's get started and we'll talk a little bit about hunting today All right, guys, so to get you guys back up to speed, since it's been such a long time since we've done a podcast, um, I think last year pre-rut was our last one we did, if I remember correctly. So we had a pretty um, unsuccessful rut hunt, you could say. It didn't turn out how we wanted. Obviously, you want to go kill a giant buck during the rut, but um, 2020 rut was was outrageously hot you guys if you hunted anywhere in the you know the east coast you know how hot it was the east side of the mississippi it was just blazing hot we had multiple days in november that were 80 plus degrees and that just had deer movement at a absolute halt a lot of the activity was happening at night time so we got to uh, ohio last year and um we had a target buck in mind he snuck up on me I have standing there in the tree stand with my teeth in my mouth and the deer got within 10 yards behind me before I realized he was there. Wasn't able to get a shot on him. Um, he kind of spooked a little bit, went up, up the ridge to the backside of the property where Heath was hunting. Heath passed on him, probably could have killed that deer a couple times. And if you ask him now, I'm pretty sure he, uh, he'd tell you he wished he'd have shot that deer. He had many chances, even pre-rut to kill that buck. And was holding out, which I don't blame him, but um, he ended up being a really good deer. And, and if we could have got him on camera, we both probably should have took him. Anyways, that deer that same morning ended up crossing the fence, going over on the, the hunting neighbors. 
and they uh, they they harvested that buck. So, our number one, well, my number one hit list buck for that that property, he got eliminated pretty early in the hunt. I think it was on a Friday or Saturday. And um, moving on, we've got two pieces of property in Ohio. Heath decided to go to the second piece of property and try his luck out over there. I went to his stand because he had been seeing a little more activity than what I had where I was hunting and um, ended up being a pretty big flop for me. I seen a few deer, nothing crazy. Uh, Heath actually had some really nice bucks start moving in on him. Had um, had a pretty good buck uh, that we we named Lefty. Uh, started showing up about end of October, the 24th or so of October, I believe. And... Heath decided he was going to try to hunt for that buck. There was another nice 10-pointer uh, that was an old deer. He, I'm guessing he was five, six years old just by looking at the trail camera pictures. But anyways, um, several days went by. We finally got a little bit of a front that come in. It brought some rain one day. I got stranded across the creek. I got across the creek on the property that I was hunting. It rained, piss-poured all day, and um, I was uh, hunting in the rain with my tree brella. When I decided to come out, finally after the rain kind of took a small break, I ended up having to barefoot all the way across the creek because it was well up over my uh, rubber boots. Moving forward the next morning, I go in with Heath. It's it's substantially colder than we had had any of previous mornings during the rut. Hunted with him. We seen several deer. Um, heard several deer. Lunchtime, I decided I was going to go out and try to get back across the, the creek to the property that I had been hunting and lo and behold, what do you know if Heath doesn't shoot a freaking giant? When I say a giant, you guys can watch the hunt on our YouTube channel. Um, Self-filming is tough in itself. Heath had deer all around him, mostly does. Um, several does around him within 10, 20 yards of his tree stand. And uh, it was hard for him to move. The buck kind of spotted him, but he was with a doe, so he didn't spook out of there, but he definitely knew Heath was in the tree. And he kind of looped around and come in from Heath's left side at about 50 yards. And um, it was kind of one of them do or die moments. Heath realized that that buck wasn't going to come any closer. And he was actually heading back out following the doe, hot doe in that he come with. So Heath took about a 50-yard shot. And um, as you can see in the footage, it looks like his arrow deflects off of a limb. On the way, he hit the deer. Um, unfortunately, we never recovered that buck um just heartbreaking we called in a couple dogs to look and um just never did find him there wasn't much of a blood trail past about 60 70 yards and you know that's just part of hunting sometimes it doesn't work how you want it to most of the time it doesn't um Heath continued to look for that buck for two days straight and um i actually decided i was going to move over to that stand there was a decent eight pointer coming through told Heath, you know hey this is our last night here. I'm going to try your spot. We've moved around a lot over there. We've had dogs in there. We've been searching and searching. We probably won't see a deer, but I'm going to move over there while you continue to look for your buck, and I'm going to sit in your tree stand. What do you know if a buck doesn't come through and I shoot him? Um, once again, deflected off a tree limb and uh, ended up gut-shotting him. I knew I gut-shotted him basically as soon as I let the arrow fly, and I, I seen it go through his um is gut so we let the deer lay all night we didn't push him i knew what was going on we, we got out of there we let him lie for a solid 14 hours and 
this was on the day that we woke up that we were actually leaving to come back home on Sunday. Had to be back at work on Monday, and what do you know if it don't start raining while we're we're doing this blood trail and can't find him. He bleeds for about 150 to 200 yards, and then it just, just quits. The rain starts coming down. Doesn't help, you know, washes the blood away. Unfortunately, neither one of us get to recover our bucks, and we have to head, you know, with our heads hung low back to Tennessee. Fast forward two weeks later, we're hunting here at the house. Heath kills a a mature deer for northeast Tennessee. It was a six-pointer, but uh, uh, the the buck was a, you know, for around here, he was a large, large-bodied buck. He was definitely a mature buck. He just wasn't going to be anything more than a six-pointer. He had a good six-point rack. It was just a six-point rack. Anyways, Heath does kill that buck two weeks later, and as we are dragging him back to the truck, Heath just so happens to look down and get a picture from our friend Roger that we hunt on in Ohio, and what do you know if they did not find my buck on the neighboring property? He went about, I would say anywhere between six to 700 yards from where I shot him, and uh, of course went toward the creek bottom, crossed the fence, and died in a pine thicket right up from the creek, so... Needless to say, it did get a little bit of redemption out of it. I was able to um, to punch my tag for Ohio and uh, was able to salvage the rack at least. You know, hated that the meat went to waste and I made a bad shot. Nobody's proud of that, but it happens. But I did get my uh, rack off of my eight-pointer, and we actually used the six-pointer that Heath killed in Tennessee we used the cape off of that one to um, to at least get my buck here. So I'm sitting here in my, my hunting room right now. I'm looking at the, the buck that I shot, his rack, sitting on my best friend's Tennessee deer that he killed. So that's a pretty cool story in itself. And it's cool every time I look up here to say, hey, that's two deer that me and my best friend killed combined to make one good looking um one good looking mount here josh couch here he is our uh our taxidermist in tennessee he does a phenomenal job and uh i'm telling you guys this 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 buck he looks very good hanging on my wall anyways so that kind of wrapped up our uh, deer season um i didn't get a chance to take a buck here in tennessee we hunted hard throughout the whole season um just don't have a lot of buck activity on the property that we hunt here at the house last year Moving forward, we had a great turkey season, doubled up uh, two days in a row. That is unheard of, two turkeys, two days in a row by me and Heath. So we were really ecstatic about that. And then I also got to uh, tag out and get a third turkey this season. So we we laid down five birds on uh, film. Hopefully you guys uh, go check those videos out. We've got all those turkey hunts on there if that's something that you're interested in. Anyways, so now getting back into the deer talk. We have, uh, luckily, we have gained access to a few more properties here locally in Northeast Tennessee. Uh, a couple of these properties are right down the road from mine and Heath's house. We're next door neighbors. Yes, we're best friends for you know since we've been 10, 11 years old, and um, we also are neighbors now, so that's pretty cool. But we got a couple farms that we got access to here locally. And both of those have really great potential. One of those farms, we have two very nice, very nice eight-pointers um, that have been showing up on camera in the last month or so, in the month of August. So that's exciting. Hopefully we get to get an opportunity at either one of those bucks this year. 
And then we've also still got our, our tried and true property that we've hunted for years. We did make a few adjustments this year. Uh, we've got our setups um, a little bit different than what they were. I know we know one of the spots is, is really good early season. And the other spot I think is going to be a more, um, you know, rut type situation. But we've got some, some game plans. We've got cameras out at all these different properties. Um, my father-in-law's property that I hunt, it's kind of like a um, seek one style of property. It's not in a big city by any means, but it is a, a subdivision type layout. Uh, the property sits right up against a huge subdivision here in our area um, that is known for having deer in it. I'll say that. So we, we're going to try to take some does for sure out of that property. There's there's uh, definitely been some good bucks in the past few years over there. I shot a probably the biggest buck I've ever seen in the tree stand in Tennessee over there a few years ago. So the bucks do come through, but we're going to do some doe patrol over there for sure. There's way too many of them. That'll give us some meat to put in the freezer and some content for you guys to watch and some stuff for us to talk about. And then as these bucks start showing up on camera on these other properties, we're going to go and uh, move in on them, of course. So it is September the 22nd. Deer season actually opens this weekend here in Tennessee, and it opens in Ohio. So we are beyond ecstatic. We've been uh, doing a lot of preparation. We went about eight weeks ago up to Ohio for our yearly, you know, kind of visit. We we go up there. We um, we've got you know feeders. I don't care who you are. If you hunt Ohio, if you're not feeding and baiting deer, the property next to you is. I promise. So you've got to have something on the ground it makes it difficult to hunt because literally a deer can can wake up from its bed and pretty much walk in any direction it wants and find food whether it's bait or whether it's um agriculture corn and beans such anyways we went up there about eight weeks ago i did move my setup Heath moved his setup we've got a whole new layout we hopefully you guys um can go watch that video on our youtube channel and kind of see what we did um, we're basically on our lease property up there. It's a hundred acres, a little over a hundred acres, uh, but right up to a piece of property that nobody hunts. That is a giant piece of property. They do have some ag on that property, um, that adjoins to us. So I moved over close to that line, that property line to try to pull some deer from that ag. Um, and it, with it being a hundred acres, I know there's deer that live over there on the next property that probably never made it to where our tree stands were before they may come through once every now and then looking for does but i think getting as close as i can over there and using you know some tools that every hunter should use i think it's going to help us hopefully pull in some deer that we've never seen heath on the other hand he went for the same setup that he shot out of last year we've we've kind of hunted that property I've hunted it with him for the last four years. He's hunted it for the last probably eight to nine years. And his dad, Terry, has hunted that property for probably 20, 30 plus years. So over there, we kind of know what to expect. Um, there's not a lot of buck activity early season. The bucks do not do not have a summer pattern over there. They don't live on that property, but there are a ton of does. So we have found over the last few years that about... You know, October, right about this time, you start seeing some new bucks venturing around. 
about mid-October is when they really start to break up and they start venturing out beyond their, you know, their core areas. And every year, mid-October to about the 24th of October, we start getting some really good buck pictures. So we kind of know what to expect over there. Hopefully everything goes to par this year, and uh, Heath has some very good success over there. There's a few bucks that if they did make it through the season last year, um, they're going to be some shooters this year, no doubt. <clears throat> Back over to my piece on the lease that we got. Um, we've been using Cuddyback cameras for a couple years now. Uh, we actually this year started using the Cuddyback cell cameras, so basically... You can um, you can link all your cuttybacks together. You can link up to 24 cameras. They will all talk between each other and share pictures between each other back to the cell camera. And that one cell camera will transmit all of those pictures to you. So I've got four cameras at my place set up all across the property. They all link back to that cell camera. And that cell camera takes me those pictures on a daily basis. With that being said, we've had at least five bucks that I can think of off the top of my head since we put those cameras out. And now is the time that the bucks are going to really start venturing out. We've had a lot of uh, velvet pictures. There's one eight pointer. That's a really, really wide eight pointer. I haven't got a good picture of him in daylight yet. He's still been pretty nocturnal and he's still been, um, kind of, um, wishy washy. I guess you would say he shows up, you know, maybe ever so many days he'll show up at nighttime at the corn pile for just a brief minute. We've got a few good pictures of him in velvet, but I'm really anxious to see this deer hard horned and I'm really anxious to start seeing some daytime pictures of some bucks over there. So um, that's one that's that's on the radar that I can tell you guys about right off the bat. And then um, there is another buck that I got a picture of down near the creek bottom. We found a really good trail last year that runs um, on this bench above the creek bottom and we found a rub that I'm not kidding you guys it's it's bigger around than my thigh and it's a cedar tree that's been basically pushed over that's that's how that's how a 30 foot tree that's been pushed over it's been rubbed so hard so we know there's a good buck coming through there and we got one picture of a deer a few weeks ago it's kind of blurry because he's so far off and it is a nighttime picture, but it's clear that he's a, uh, a mainframe eight pointer and it is clear that he is a wide deer and he has very tall tines. So I'm really anxious to hopefully get a good picture of that buck or at least see that buck when we go up there to hunt. Um, we're, we're just really excited as everybody is, you know, when, when deer season, the closer it gets, you know, you just, you get it, you get anxious, you get excited. So, we're actually going to make the trip up there this weekend for the opener. We're going to leave Tennessee here um, after we get off work Friday evening, and uh, we're going to make the drive up to uh, southern Ohio. And uh, pretty cool. We got a, I got a rooftop tent um, that uh, I can put on my frontier, and we're going to go up there and we're going to do a little bit of uh, primitive camping on that rooftop tent while we hunt it's supposed to be a really good cold front it's raining right now it's been raining for the last two days here and in ohio and uh we went from you know 90 plus degrees here lately it's been hot as i don't know what to um to you know 60 degrees is what we're looking at as the high this weekend 67 68 degrees so you know at least a 20 degree temperature drop for the highs and the lows are getting down into the 40s this weekend so we might freeze our butts off in that tent but hopefully 
That means the deer movement is going to start picking up. These bucks are going to start busting up out of these bachelor groups, and they're going to start getting on their feet, venturing out a little bit more. Um, we've kind of decided that, you know, until unless Heath gets, you know, a good shooter showing up, he's just going to kind of give his spot a rest. We're going to go over there Saturday evening uh, or midday and kind of update his uh, batteries and his cameras and his corn pile and stuff. But uh, Saturday morning, he's going to hunt with me. We're kind of undecisive on exactly where we're going to hunt. It's just going to be one of those field things, I guess. We'll, we'll figure it out Friday night. Um, we're going to hunt Saturday morning at my spot. Heat's going to film for me. Hopefully that big white eight-pointer makes an appearance because it would be great to go ahead and knock a buck down open the weekend. But if we don't do any good, we're going to climb down, go uh, go move a few things at Heath's stand, and then uh, we're going to get back into my stand that evening, make an adjustment as we see fit, depending on how the morning hunt goes. And uh, hopefully, you know, have a little bit of luck, at least maybe get some intel, see some deer, figure out where they're moving on this side of the property since we've, we've not hunted over there. That's the plan at least. And then, you know, we're going to wake up Sunday morning and uh, do one final hunt. Hopefully, um, if, you know, we're not successful Saturday, we're going to get a good hunt in Sunday morning. And then we're going to head back home that evening. And, uh, of course, we got to be back to work Monday. So we're really excited about it. Um We've got this deer here at the house, so luckily with it being early season, we can uh, we can sneak in over there right after work and um, and get a you know a couple hours of hunt in, maybe get a chance at one of these really good eight pointers here at the house in the month of October. I'll be gone on vacation mid October. I'm sure Heath will hunt while I'm gone, and then when I get back, we're gonna go um, the 24th, I believe, of October. We're gonna go back up to Ohio for a, a weekend again depending on the weather we'll probably end up camping again and doing a hunt there and then we're going to go back up hopefully um Halloween weekend and try to get a hunt in and if we're not successful then the plan as of now is to uh, go back to Ohio on November the 4th through the 14th and do our yearly 10-day rutcation so Everybody gets excited about the rut. Honestly, I would just assume go ahead and knock a buck down before then. If if all possible, that would be ideal. But, you know, if, if it comes down to it, we're going to go up there for our weekly hunt. And hopefully we can put all the pieces of the puzzle together. We've got a lot of, um, got a lot of hope for this year. We, we've, uh, we've got some new gear that we're rocking this year, uh, decked out in Under Armour camo. Super excited about that. We're shooting new bows this year. Uh, shooting the um, Prime Nexus twos. I have uh, I have uh, one, and Heath also has one. Awesome, amazing, amazing bows. Definitely the best bows that either one of us have ever had the uh, the opportunity to own and shoot. We've got those puppies dialed in. We're super confident with our setups. We're decked out in Vapor Trail um, strings, Vapor Trail wrists. We've got Garmin Zero range-finding bow sights on those. Those things are just mind-blowing. Um, we're shooting X-Ring custom arrows, shooting a, a, a pretty good arrow setup this year. And uh, to top that off, we've got the new G5 Mega Meats that we're going to be shooting. So those things, I'm hoping to, to at least get a doe in here pretty soon just to see what kind of a... Uh, a hole that that thing can put in a deer i've seen some videos from red arrow he's already used one this year took out a doe and it does some absolute damage so we're really excited about that um also we're uh we're uh 
we're saddle hunting this year. That's a big, big thing. I'm going to do a whole podcast just on saddle hunting, but uh, we're using the uh, Cruiser saddles with the uh, XC saddle and um, even the Cruiser Seeker platform, something we've never done before. I think it's going to be really beneficial for us. It's going to make us really mobile in the tree, and it's going to make us really mobile in being able to move around as we see this deer movement. And, um, you know, if a deer's just at a bow range and we see you know deer after deer crossing a certain trail it's not nothing to tear down these saddle setups move down hang your new uh your new hawk helium sticks and get up in a tree that'll put you in the action so really really excited about that we'll do a, a saddle podcast talk to you guys a little more about that but um i'm just excited i'm a deer hunter um it's that time of year, you know, open weekend, getting to go camping, which I love to do this weekend. I'm just really, really excited. Um, hopefully you guys, you know, enjoy this new podcast. Hopefully this new thing, uh, microphone does, uh, does good on the sound and, and we get you guys interested and we're, we're jacked up about it. Once again, go follow us on, um, on Instagram, Holly Ridge Outdoors, Go subscribe to our channel on YouTube. We're going to do weekly videos. Whether we kill, whether we whiff, whatever, good, bad, and ugly, we're going to post weekly hunting videos. We, You know, all these other hunting shows, it's always the good most of the time. They only show you the good stuff. They, don't, they, you know, here's the harvest, here's the harvest, here's the harvest, which don't get me wrong. I love seeing a big buck being harvested. But we want to show you guys what it is to be a blue-collar hunter, you know, sometimes we're even weekend warriors. We work, you know, 50 hours a week in our day jobs and we hunt as we can. We have, we both have families. We both have kids. We want to show you guys what hunting is all about. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Whether we harvest, whether we don't, we're going to post videos. We're going to show you guys what it's all about. We're obviously going to make them as high quality as we possibly can because that's our goal here is to give good quality content for you guys. So, I think I've done enough rambling for this episode, guys. Really appreciate y'all for checking it out. Hopefully you guys subscribe to us. Hopefully we uh, we get another podcast here in the next week or so uh, talking about our hunt that we're fixing to go on in Ohio for the 2021 opening deer season. So appreciate it, guys. Y'all stick with us, and uh, we'll catch you on the next podcast. Thank y'all.